0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory Glory to to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to the crowd, But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn for John came neither eating nor drinking. And they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking. And they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Lord, uh, while the words I speak are my words, may the words that we hear be your words. Amen. One of the challenges of my life is being a caregiver for my wife. For 25 years, she's been challenged by multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease. What happens is that something in your body attacks the myelin sheath, which is the protective layer around the nerves. And the myelin sheath is eroded away in the attack. And once the nerves are exposed, the nerve dies. It can affect uh, all kinds of things. A common one would be to affect uh, uh, your ability to walk, but it can affect your eyesight. Uh, It can affect any part of your body where the attack uh, takes place. Now, in multiple multiple sclerosis land, the best kind uh, of MS to have would be the relapsing remitting kind which is the, the kind where you might have an attack and you're diagnosed with it, but you can achieve a, a plateau uh, when the disease goes into remission and you don't have a problem. And occasionally you, you find somebody who has had uh, a remission or been on a plateau for, for years and years. That's part of the mystery of the disease but my wife doesn't have relapsing remitting MS she has secondary progressive MS and it basically has affected uh, every aspect uh, of her body uh, and her life and trying to figure out how to support her day in and day out is a challenge as the disease continues to progress. In this gospel tonight, maybe it was no coincidence, but the words that jumped out at me were the ones that we finished with. Come unto me, all you who are heavy, are weary, and heavy burdened and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light God's compassion for us I try like mad to keep that front and center especially on the hard days a compassionate God a God who wants the best the best for us in the midst of all the challenge. And that compassion is a real real gift to us. It is part of God's graceful presence in our lives. And when I begin to think about grace, I think about the ways that the grace of God has helped me in my relationship with my wife as caregiver. In the book of Common Prayer, there are four things... That grace does. Before I discovered this in the Book of Common Prayer, grace was always one of those words that was just kind of out there. It was uh, um, almost like talking about the love of God. I mean, it was amorphous. And, but this helped me focus the four areas. And these are. this is found in the, in the catechism in the, in the Book of Common Prayer for us Episcopalians. And uh, grace is a free gift, but through grace, uh, God forgives our sins, enlightens our minds, stirs our hearts, and strengthens our wills. Well, it's a lens through which I've looked at my caregiving. It's uh, a lens that... uh, This grace that's helped me stay in the game, especially on the hard days. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big one. You know, one of the problems I have is I keep wanting my wife to get better so badly that I just assume that I I almost, as an act of will, that I can will her to a higher level in some way, or a higher level of consciousness, or overcome some of her cognitive disability, or whatever. But one of the things that happens is I become incredibly impatient when uh, my expectations are not, uh, are not met in any way. And there are all kinds of other things in the relationship because I, day in and day out, I, I'm trying to figure it out. And the thing about it, I mean, it's not like Lolly's in a crisis. I mean, she's just day to day, you know, life goes on. But the problem is the trajectory is... Uh, you know, is, uh, is down, but I'm trying to figure stuff out and I try to do this or that. And, uh, and she gets upset with me about a lot of the things. So one of the things that I do need from God's graceful presence is I need forgiveness. I need forgiveness because I don't want to back away. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, give up trying, but a lot of the things that I do, and a lot of it is self-serving because uh, I've been married 52 years almost. And, uh, uh, we've never been in this place before. But, so forgiveness is one piece. Enlightening the mind. In my prayer, God, what can I do in this relationship? How can I help? Because while I struggle in what I can do, I, I, I mean, I, I imagining the kind of loss this fiercely independent woman has of all the things that uh, she's able to do. So trying to have my mind enlightened so I can figure out, be creative, try to emphasize something that will will bring some light or some joy or some possibility uh, into her life. Because another aspect of it is because of her limitation. I become, I'm not her husband anymore, I'm sort of her her keeper for a, a woman who's fiercely independent. So trying to be creative, trying to figure out something that I can do that's different asking God to enlighten my mind and then stirring my heart, some inspiration for me and for her uh, to keep going, to keep on keeping on. May God give Lolly and me the inspiration that we need to confront each new day in the best way, looking for God's presence in it. And then finally, and that may be the big one that is Strengthening the will, the ability to hang in there, you know, when the going is tough. The grace of God coming out of God's compassion to help me live in the best way in my relationship with my wife. One of the things that uh, occurs to me is that we are mediators of that compassion. That we live in a hurting world. My, my circumstance and my relationship with my life is unique and personal to me, but the point is every one of us faces uh, some challenge in a relationship or in our lives something that's just kind of stuck there or it's with us all the time and we wish we could get some relief from it. So to be reminded <clears throat> you know, of God's compassion uh, for us is, uh, is really crucial that God really wants the best for each one of us. God created each one of us for a unique and special destiny. And God wants to support us in that in the midst of the challenges. But the, the big piece is that we live in a hurting world. A world where all kinds of people struggle with pain and, and all kinds of social injustice and uh, big system things. I mean, you think about it, I mean, Lolly and I lived in the best, live in the best place possible for dealing with this kind of thing. Westminster Canterbury might be paradise here on Earth in terms of the support that the system provides for us. There's so many other people who face issues like that who don't have anywhere near you know, the resources. And the point is that we need to be standing for for justice and and building a world where people have opportunity to have access to the resources that we need, especially especially healthcare. That's just one. But also education, availability for jobs, being able to get around our city in an easy uh, way, Uh, bringing people together, giving everybody an opportunity. So this ministry, the Richmond Hill Ministry, the healing of our city, is to stand with people who are hurting. Stand with them. And it's not so much that we got to fix it, because ultimately we can't fix it, but to stand there as God's agent, as God's representative, as standing there praying for the individuals, the circumstances, and asking God's Spirit That compassionate spirit, that graceful spirit, to show us the way. How we can be with these people in these situations where there's so much hurt. How we can be there creatively. And how we can let God's healing spirit work in those circumstances. That's what the mission is about. That's what healing our city is about. It's less about great and grand things, although it's, those things are important. It's about building relationships. It's standing with individual people who need, need support, who just need somebody to overcome the loneliness and the pain and the struggle, just to be with them. We can't fix it. But through God's Spirit, something amazing and remarkable can happen. We come to this place to celebrate this vision, tonight, this vision of God's compassionate love for us, his graceful presence in our midst. And the questions that I would leave with you tonight is, first of all, where do you need God's compassionate presence in your life? What's the sticking point? What's the point of burden and struggle and challenge? Because God wants to put God's arms around you and let you know that you're loved and that you're important and that you need to stay in the game. And secondly, who are those people that you're aware of who are struggling with any variety of challenge or hurting in different ways? Who is God calling you to stand with? To be God's ambassador. God's representative for this compassion and for this healing, to be a person who can be a mediator of this grace. Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and are heavy laden, And I will give you rest. Take my yoke, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. May we discover those light places too.